Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Rebecca Lima. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm so so excited to be here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yay. I'm doing so well. Um, So Rebecca, I mean, I feel like I feel like I've just seen you online for so long and then you were in my mastermind and um, you truly are one of those people where like, and I've told you some of this, I'm just like, I just feel like your business is like so spot on, like your names, your brand. Like, I feel like you do so well with that. So I, you're one of those people I genuinely like seeing on my newsfeed. So um, when I kind of put out that little call about the certain types of things I wanted to bring to the podcast and you raised your hand for that, I'm like, yes, let's talk. Let's, let's have this conversation. So um, just so everyone knows what they're getting into with this episode, <laughs> we are going to talk about a little less business today. I'm sure business will come up, but we are going to talk about being a mom in business, um, the relationship dynamic you have of two entrepreneurs in one household. So anybody that has that going on or is manifesting that, you know what you're in store for, <laughs> the good, the bad, all of it. Um, and so I'm just, I'm really excited to kind of pick your brain a little and, and see see what your life is like and, and see what's in store like for everyone else listening. But do you want to take a second and tell people who you are and, and what you do? Sure. So you're going to hear an accent. I am Rebecca Lima. I was born in Brazil. I came from third world country poverty. My dream as a little girl was to eat Frosted Flakes cereal. That was my dream. It wasn't Barbie, it wasn't Disney, because it was something that I saw in the commercials. And now I am a business and mindset coach. And I really help women stop with the status quo of working hard to make money and align to the wealth, the life, the amazingness that they can have, and they can have fast the business all the way to six, multi six, and even seven figures. <laughs> That's my style. I love it. <laughs> That's so good. Half ass your way there. I'm so here for it. Um, so since we're talking a little bit more about life today, tell me just a little bit about um, this is your household, your little one. How old are your little ones? How did you meet your husband? Like, get us filled in a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start with the husband because I love our love story. So he asked me to marry him when I was 13 years old. I told him no. Um, I was going to travel the world and I was going to be somebody. The last thing I wanted was to build a family. So this is not going to happen. And fast forward to many years later. We ran into each other when I was recently divorced. And I always say he he tricked me because we made a baby and I just figured the next right step is to get married. So we got married and made another baby super duper fast. My children are 13 months and 13 days apart. So I have wow. John and Julia and people are like, how did you plan it? I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. That was not planned. And when we had Julia, 
Um, I was recovering from a C-section and he was recovering from a vasectomy. Otherwise we would have, we'll be popping out one child each year. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. yeah, John is t- going on 13 and Julia is going on 12. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. You know, all about those small age gaps then even more I, than me. I do. And, you know, we never really had any support system and I've always worked. I've always worked full time and I was working in going to college. I didn't graduate college until my youngest was six months old. So I know about the hustle firsthand. I know about not having grandma or grandpa next door. You know, I know about not having like only having help when you hire a babysitter and the challenges of it all. And it's really hectic. It's really crazy. And now you and your husband both have your own businesses. Do you have a business together? Like, how, how do you kind of think about that? Because then everyone kind of sees it a little bit differently. Sure. So my husband has always been an entrepreneur. He has a hardwood flooring business. So he has always done entrepreneurship. I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, you guys are crazy. I want a reliable paycheck. I do not want this craziness. But when we moved, almost cost country, moved from South Carolina to Colorado, I was like, this is it. You know, I am going to do this and I'm going to go all in and I'm going to make it happen. So I started my coaching business. Funny story, I actually started a money coaching business because money was something easy for me. And my business name was Dollar Mama, which sound like an OnlyFans account. And I was getting a lot of unsolicited pictures in the DMs. And it took me an embarrassing amount of time to figure out why. And I did. <laughs> and then we also have we flip homes. So we flip every single home that we lived in. We also flip uh property. So we have coaching, my coaching business, which is you know full-time business, his flooring business, which he needs a lot of my help as far as like sending quotes and contracts and all that good stuff. And then we have this mutual flipping houses business. So cool. I may need to pick your brain today and another time on the flipping houses. Cause Frankie and I have talked about that a lot right now. It's just like, okay, we've got all these babies. Coming <laughs> like, I don't know how we fit anything else in, but we totally want to do, do that. Or, or we want to, you know, figure out what our, our thing is in, in that area in real estate or, or whatever. So I think that's so cool. Yeah, I love to talk about it. We call the children little flippers because even ever since they were little, we would go and they would like collect trash from the construction sites. Everything was safe. And then we pay them and we wanted to show them like we can take something like this and build something beautiful. And then we would pay them when we closed in the house and we made profit and we would share numbers with them. We've always, money has always been something really transparent in our household. As far as yeah. like, hey, this is how much we're making. This is how much we're spending. And we celebrate each thousand dollars together as a family that comes in, you know, and they, they know. So it's really, really fun. I would love to talk to you. I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face as far as flipping in properties. I love that. <laughs> Do you, have you noticed any, like all kids are different. Every human being is different, but have you noticed any like entrepreneurial spirit in them now that they're getting a little older, like in those teenage years and that you think might be from having them involved, being open about money? Yes. And he bites me the butt every single time because they, (laughs) everything is a transaction in my house. Everything is a negotiation, you know? So how much are you going to pay me for that? So how much am I getting for that? So everything's a negotiation. 
But also, um, it's really interesting because I want them to have a little bit more, you know, like my daughter is into knitting right now. And I'm like, let's get an Etsy shop. She's like, no, I just want to do this for fun. So my Aww. children are very much into this uh, romantic, you know, like, I just want to do what's in alignment. I just want to do it for fun, which I love, you know, but I also want them to have a little bit of more um, of a money mentality as far as like, let's make money with everything, you know? <laughs> no, I think that's so good to have those conversations. Cause at least like in my household, money was like, you knew it was stressful and you knew it was kind of a problem, but it was very private. Like I had no, I couldn't tell you what, I mean, besides maybe groceries going grocery shopping, like I could tell you like kind of what that looked like, but like, I couldn't tell you what it costs to have your own home or, pay bills or run a, because I grew up, you know, my dad was a small business owner, but I had no idea. Like, how do you do that? What does that cost? Like, how do you make money? Like, cause it was all so private, you know? And I think that gave, I mean, I don't know if that was just my generation or if it's hopefully just now changing like across the board, but I think it's given a lot of us like a harsh reality when you become an adult of like, wait, what I, how do I I have to pay bills? I have to pay that much. Like, it's just like so unexpected. So I I think that is just something so important that we can do for our kids is like, you know, let them be kids, but also help them learn about what the real world looks like. I think you're only setting them up for success. And we create this neutrality when it comes to money, right? Like money just is, this is how much you pay mortgage. And that's just a price, right? This is how much the current payments are. And that's just a number. And I think that taking that connotation that money is bad, like we have a game every time we go to the grocery store, we have to guess how much the groceries are. And whoever guesses the closest get a dollar. It's such a silly game, but it's Aww. such a way for them to like buy into like, this is how much it costs. And we're not going to throw food away because it costs something, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, even Ruby, like we, she just, she wanted a piggy bank. I think my dad taught her about that. So I get her the piggy bank and now she's just getting money for free. She's getting coins from everyone. And it's, it's kind of funny. So I'm like, how do I approach this? Cause she'll put the money in her piggy bank. And then she's like, I want more money. (laughs) (laughs) She's only three, but I'm also like, well, I mean, my first, my first comment was like, I think you need to look for a job. (laughs) Uh, Ruby might be my child. Okay. Because that's how I was when I was little. I was like sewing clothes and dolls and the clothes would only be sewn in because I didn't have the skills to like actually take out, you know, the clothes from the the baby doll. And I was selling everything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, it's so exciting to kind of see how, how they'll be, isn't it? Like, now I'm just with Ruby, just hearing her talk and, and be silly and a little personality, but, oh, you just wonder. So I love hearing about this. Cause that's stuff that like, I have to start thinking about, like, how do I want to talk about money? Like, what do I want to teach them about money? Like what values do you want to instill in your children? It's so much to think about that you really don't realize until you get there. Right. And then there's the challenges of it because we're talking about the bright side, right? That our kids yeah. are money savvy. Now they're going to go to school and they're going to tell their friends how much their house costs. Yeah. And they're going to go to school and say how much their parents make, right? And it's really challenging or their friends might come over and they'll be like, oh yeah, this costs so much. And it's not because they want to show off. It's just because it's just a fact for them. Just like, oh yeah, my room's yeah. speed this is how much this costs. And it's really challenging to navigate that because I don't want to like, okay, I just taught you all this money mindset. I don't want to shame you because your friends are over, but we still have to be respectful of other people's money mindset. 
Yeah. So the way to navigate that I have found to navigate that, um, my son couldn't care less, you know, he's such a boy, he's in his own world, but my daughter is very talkative. She's such a social butterfly. She talk to anyone about anything. And what we say is in our house, money is a really transparent thing. Just be mindful that your friend's house might not be the same. Yeah. So we always say in our house, in our family, it's our culture. This is the way that we do it. Not everyone is like that. So just be mindful, just watch out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's that fine line where um, I want her to take up space and say, yes, but I don't want her to be braggy. So how do I say that? Because um, for a long time, she was, I said, oh, Julia, this hat looks beautiful. And she's like, I know, right? And I'm like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) We love a confident queen. (laughs) I know, I know, right? And I'm like, "Mm, this is getting, this is getting a little too much. So I was like, how about we say, thank you. I thought so too. Yes. You know, so it's like, okay, how I want her to be too much, right? But I don't want that to get in her way either. So it's like the push and pull, you know, of of it all. (laughs) Of raising these confident kids that that know so much. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Is that how, is any of this how you were raised or or how you raise your kids very different? Very, very different. And it's so... um, it's mesmerizing to watch because at my house, like your house, money was secret and I wasn't even allowed to want something. I remember going to the store and just looking at and just pointing to things. My mom would say, no, even look at it because yeah. it was hard enough for her to put food on the table. She felt shame about not being able to give it to me. Um, so that's not how I was raised. Then we have some judgment with family members when we go and we're like, yeah, our vacation costs this much money, you know, and the kids are saying this and the kids are saying that. And he was, so um, last year we went to Florida for a month and it was a dream vacation. I mean, yeah. who gets to go on vacation for a month, right? Yeah. And we're like, okay, this is how much it's going to cost. We're going to go to Disney. We're going to have dinner with the Beauty and the Beast. And it's going to be amazing. And we told them how much everything costed. And then he, they were telling their grandparents how much everything costed. And there was a ju- some judgment there. And then it's like, okay, those are my rules. Those are my kids. And here I am paying the price for being the cycle breaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you navigate that? Do you, I feel like for the most part so far, I've been able to just kind of like, it hasn't had to be like a serious conversation with certain things. It's just like, well, that's just what we do. That's how we're doing it. You know, like to my parents or my family, Mm -hmm. have you navigated it any differently or how do you feel about it? Yeah. So I have very much like you, it's just the fact, you know, this is how we do it in our family. And they say, well, but they can't go to school and tell their friends how much this costs. Well, they can because money is just money. It just is. So if they want to go and tell their friends about it, and it's so funny because my daughter here, she is telling everybody how everything went. And my son got to go shark fishing with their dad, you know, shark fishing and releasing. And like, which 10 year old gets to do that, you know? And he didn't tell anyone because that's, that's just his style, you know? So It's really interesting matching the the money mindset and not only money, but the entrepreneurial mindset and the way that we do things, the way that we break the cycles and also their personalities. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love helping them have just a neutral matter of fact mindset around money. Like that feels like a very great place to start. You don't, you don't have to teach them to be over the top, like manifesting money. No. Like it's just like, there's money. Things cost a certain amount. 
This is what these things cost. And, you know, in the apps, like to make it. Yeah. In the ebbs and flows, because when we yeah. don't have, right, like my husband has a seasonal business that sometimes yeah. is booming and sometimes is not. So when we don't have, and we're trying to put some strings around it, we have been asked that question before, like, mom, are we broke? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not broke. We're just saving money because there's not as much coming in. So we're just being yeah. mindful of our money. So also not only sharing with them the amazing stuff, but sharing with them our goals, our challenges. And when things are not as, you know, um, flowy as they tend to be all the time, because there is ebbs and flows. So helping your kids have this mindset, parenting with someone, parenting with your husband, have you guys been completely on the same page with this? Like have their, (laughs) I want the scoop. Like, what is that? Okay. First of all, I am like neck deep into personal development. My right. husband probably has his pinky toe in. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he has never read a book. He has never listened to a podcast. One time uh, there was a book by my bedside and he said, I like that book. I'm like, did you read it? He's like, I saw the title. <laughs> ah, he got all he needed from it. <laughs> yes. Um, so we not, we're not on the same page because you've yeah. bringing different, you know, mindset. Um, but sometimes as women and as, um, flame keepers of our house, we just have to say, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. You know, and then there are times where I just had to put my foot down instead of waiting for him to be on board. And eventually he did get on board because my mindset is that action brings clarity Instead mm-hmm. of waiting for clarity, you know, waiting for us to be on the same page. No, these kids are getting older each day. We, we're going to do this and then we're going to course correct as we go. So there is a uh, few things, especially with money that I have just said, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. And I appreciate your support, even if you don't agree. Yeah. And then we can course correct as we go. I love that. I love how you said that the flame keepers of our home, of our house, like, yes, it's okay to lead the way in in those areas. Like, and I think too, there's certain things where it's like for you, I think it's very normal for parents, like, especially that aren't in this world, aren't into personal development. Like they probably don't even think about the money mindset. Like, I don't think my parents were ever like, Ooh, let's purposely give our children this money mindset where they're, there's scarcity or whatever. Right. Like whatever. I just think it was just, they weren't mindful about it. They didn't even think about it. That's not something they were, they even knew was really a thing. They weren't mindful of their own mindset. So (laughs) it could be like that with your partner where you're, something's important to you and you're very mindful of it. And maybe they aren't, and that's not bad. They just haven't, they're just not mindful of it yet or, or at all. And it's okay for you to be like, this is important to me. This is like what we're going to instill. And I feel like for things like that with Frankie and I, usually when he hears the thought, he's like, oh yeah, that's great. Like if there hasn't been too much crazy, at least for us yet, there hasn't been too much crazy, like disagreements, but there have been things that he's been like, this is important to me. And when I hear it, I'm like, like I married a decent human. It makes sense that that's important to you. I just didn't think about it. Okay, great. This is important to me. Same thing. For us, it was like, he realized how important it was, but he thought that they were too young. Oh yeah. Yeah. Five and six. They're too young. They shouldn't worry about money. Well, Every day they want something for the dollar store. They should know something about money. 
Yeah. As <laughs> because soon as I'm they with, start realizing what it is and start wanting it, wanting things like that. Yeah. And you know, the nature of his work that he's up at 5 a.m. and he doesn't come home until eight. That's just the nature of his work. So I am with them all the time. I see those things. He doesn't see it. So yeah. it's easier for him to say, well, maybe when they're 10. Well, no, they want something from their store every single day. So we need to talk to them about this now. I mean, even at three with Ruby being three, I can already like, she's already like that where it's like, well, you know, they're, she's still so cute and little and perfect every <laughs> toy in the world, but like with their babies, it's like you, and you don't have, you're like, you're getting stuff as you go first baby. Right. So you're like, oh yeah, let's get her that book. Let's get her that toy. Let's get her that outfit that she likes. Like, and then now to, she thinks going to Walmart, Target, Publix is a shopping spree for her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can already see where it's like, okay, it is. How do you teach a three-year-old about it? But it yeah. is used to noticing like, oh yeah, maybe it is time to like have these conversations. So we did the budget. So every time before we go to the store, your budget is $5. You have $5 yeah. to spend, you know? And then we, but going back to the flame keeper, I want to talk about this because this yeah. was a major sore spot in my marriage as far as resenting <laughs> him for sometimes yeah. being the breadwinner, you know, um, where he sometimes makes more money. Sometimes I make more money and it felt like such an imbalance thing because like, okay, I'm making more money. I am providing for a house, but I'm also taking care of the children. I'm also taking care of the house. I'm also doing this. I'm also doing this. I'm also doing this. And it was like, what now, you know, like all of that on me. And that, that is when I figured that the same way in the online world, we can't wait for a table to be built, right? Like we can't wait for somebody to invite us. We just have to take it and build it ourselves and just invite other people to come sit at our table. The same thing has ha- had to happen in my marriage where I had to take up the space and say, I'm the flame keeper. And this is how we're going to roll. Yeah. Instead of waiting for him to be on board. Because to this day, I go into that I know that my frustration is my resentment, overgiving resentment cycle. And I have to really stop myself because I do want to be it all, you know, and I want to be it all for everyone. And mm-hmm. here I am giving to my clients, giving to John, giving to Julia, giving to my husband. And if the dog is sick, it's all on me. But who is giving to me if not mm-hmm. for me? Yeah. Have there been specific ways where you've asked him or there's been ways where he's had to step up for you that maybe like didn't come naturally or weren't always the case? Yes, for sure. And there has been many times where I had to let natural consequences take place without (laughs) stepping in. Yeah. And what sucks about natural consequences that it doesn't hurt for him, it hurts for me too. Yeah. You know, so there has been launches where I'm like, okay, I need you this week to pick up the kids or drop off the kids and I need you to do it. And then midway through a launch is like, sorry, I booked this so while ago. I didn't put it in my calendar. I can't do it. And it'd be like, okay, you're going to have to send him a Uber. You're going to have to do something, you know, like let him figure it out instead of, I mean, truthfully, like I can't stop everything that I'm doing, go figure it out, right? Like I can add an extra day to my launch. I can do things. But if I'm always doing the things, if I'm I'm always the flexible one, then I get punished for my flexibility. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And we do that, us women and moms, we are so good at that. I mean... It, it's been such a huge realization for me, especially going from a dynamic where, you know, I had my business, he had his job outside of the house, which was a successful job to being the breadwinner and him being home all the time. It was like, then I still had this guilt and this feeling of like, 
I have to, I have to be so convenient. I have to make this super, super convenient for him as if it wasn't already convenient enough. (laughs) Oh, and like feeling guilty for working when it's like, girl, you're the one that needs to pay this mortgage this month. Like get to work. So interesting. This guilt that us moms have. And then not only the guilt of working, because I feel like the guilt of working is justified, right? But the guilt of having a massage in the middle of the day, the Mm -hmm. guilt of having lunch with friends, the guilt of just leaving the house because you need some fresh air, you know, without having to justify yourself. Because I have found that every time that I'm in justification mode, I'm in a worthiness battle within myself. Yeah. How have you moved through that for yourself? Well, really take up the space and say, I am going to for a massage today in the middle of the day. And I hope you figure it out. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Let them be the man. Let them figure it out. Totally. Yes. And then I really appreciate it. I really appreciate because that's something that doesn't come easy for me to appreciate, right? Like I'm so easy. I'm a Virgo and he's a Taurus and we have like this perfect, passionate and crazy <laughs> and all over um, the relationship. But so I can criticize very quickly, but I'm not very quick to really empower him. So I have really made a point of saying three nice things a day with them and my kids to be really intentional and say, thanks for taking care of that today. What I really want to say, those are your kids. I didn't make them by myself. Good for you for taking care of your own dang kids. <laughs> but I and this mean, is an earth sign thing because I'm a Taurus <laughs> and I'm the exact same way. Like, and there's like internally you appreciate it, but then it doesn't come out. <laughs> and when it does come out, it can sometimes come out sarcastic or like that other side to it that they don't really deserve the appreciation comes out. Like, oh, we've told like that, that honestly, to be very real with you from moving to Florida and Frankie leaving his job. And, you know, he's, he's still figuring out the dynamic, figuring out what he wants to do and what works for us and all these things. And it's like, that was honestly, I think the hardest part where I was like, I was not good at appreciating what he was doing. And then he had this insecurity of like, am I doing enough? Cause I don't even know what I'm doing. He's never been in that role before. And there's no, it's such a different role. It's not really defined very well. Like not many other people have this dynamic. And that's the one thing, if I could go back and change, I would be more appreciative and, and be able to express that and less guilty of myself. Cause I was like, well, how do you feel like that when I'm bending over backwards to make sure this is so convenient for you and you can go do this and you can do that and you have all this time. And but then it was like, oh, but then you're bitter about it. And you're not like, <laughs> we both just felt, we just both felt like each other were draining each other. Cause it was just, it was so off. Cause it was so new Totally unexpected. I was like, this is a dream come true. It's going to be so easy. No, it was like starting a whole new relationship. Yes. And see, I was Frankie when my husband decided to move. So I left a career of 10 years that I was good at. I left my identity. I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize the person who was looking back at me. And I didn't have any sense of routine, any sense of validation, any sense of who I was or who I wanted to be, because it's really nice to say, you can be whatever you want to be. But we don't even know what that looks like. Right. And you're trying so hard, I'm sure, to do the right thing. But there's no, there is no right thing. There is no guy, like you're figuring it all out. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's It's very, very bumpy. But that is the overgiving resentment cycle that I can really, I can much easier catch myself there. Because I feel like when I start rolling my eyes at something, you know, any comment, (laughs) 
when I have the inner urge of rolling my eyes, I know it's my body telling me you've overgiving. Where are you overgiving? When it's time for you to step, you know, to step away and also letting him step in and appreciating and empowering him. Hey, I know dealing with the kids is hard, but I appreciate you, honey. You got this. I know that, you, you know, like really appreciating um, instead of criticizing because he doesn't do things my way. Yeah. So good. I love that you're open about that and that that came up because I feel like that is something I just don't hear talked about a lot. And it was such a big thing for us that I was like, am I just crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, am, I, am I the crazy girlfriend? <laughs> Obviously the wife, but you know what I mean? Like, oh crap. <laughs> but I think it's something all of us feel sometimes in our own way. And it's just so, it's so important and it goes both ways, but yeah. And figuring out that dynamic because it changes and it changes living the cyclical way and honoring where I am because there was other times mm. where we were so worried about living the life or creating the life that we craved that we forgot to live the life we had now. Yeah. What's so interesting about your guys's dynamic that I feel like you don't see a lot or I don't hear talked about a lot is because you're both entrepreneurs, like you said, sometimes you're the breadwinner, sometimes he's the breadwinner. Where I think, I mean, for sure, how it usually is, is like, I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. Or one of the other. The like, <laughs> it doesn't flip flop back and forth. Maybe once in a whole relationship, it might flip flop for a moment, depending, you know, whatever happens in life. But that sounds like a dynamic that also doesn't come with a very good guidebook. <laughs> no, it does not. So we do some fun things. We have like a boss day. So whoever yeah. makes more that month gets to be a boss for the day and do whatever they that. want. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we can, we have like, today's my boss day and you're, you can, you have to serve me however I want to be served today. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a fun thing, but there's also the resentment that comes with it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I made more this month, but I also had to take all these kids because they're sick all the time. And I have to take him to the doctor. And even though he's making less, he's still out of the house. Yeah. You know, he's not really present. So that creates, again, the overgiving resentment cycle that we have to really navigate. And I catch myself rolling my eyes. So I'm like, okay, where am I overgiving here? And where do I need to find more alignment? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I mean, it's so simple, but it's like, let them help, ask for help, have them take them to the doctor once in a while, because that's, it, I think we just take that on. It's uh, like a default, like it just def- your default parent, right? That's why they call it that. It's like, it just falls in your lap and maybe it won't be 50, 50. I mean, it sounds like it's not, it doesn't sound very 50, 50. You will never be 50, 50. And that's the one thing that I had to let go of because in my relationship, in order for you to work, it has to be a hundred, a hundred. I have to be a hundred percent me. And instead of waiting for him to meet me halfway, and he has to be a hundred percent him and our hundred percent are not going to look amazing every single day. I know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And just navigating that because the 50, 50 created such a resentment, like I've done my part. Where are you? What are you bringing to the table? How are you going to help me? How are you going to feel my needs? How are you going to do this? You know, A, B, and C. Um, And it will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. It just left me resenting him and resenting the relationship. And again, not really enjoying the life that we're creating, which is just a toxic pattern. Yeah. Was, was there like a point where you kind of, I mean, I know you don't just like wake up one day and realize all of this, but was there like a point in your relationship where a lot of this, you realized a lot of this, where maybe like 
maybe got a little rocky or whatever. Like what, when was that? What was that like? So a few years ago, I had the best year in my business and he had the worst year in his business. So I was a breadwinner for a long time, um, for a long, long stretch. And I realized how toxic power is and how much I was emasculating him and how much he was a provider for so many years. And he never treated me the way that I was treating him. So it was like an ego death almost. And I realized that, and I actually told him that I was sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry to be such a jerk to you because I know you're trying your best. And sometimes even when you try your best, you don't get the best results and it is a season. And I really vowed to change that. But that was a huge look in the mirror that I had to do. And it was painful and it was uncomfortable. And the humility that came with it. And the grace of to give to myself first, right, was such a big moment in our relationship. I that literally is us last year. Like <laughs> truly, just being real. Like I feel every word of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's hard to admit. And it's like it's hard to just like because you feel so bad, and then it's but it's like. Tell me if you, if it felt like this for you, it's like, for, for me, it was admitting it, apologizing, which maybe Virgos too, but Tauruses are not good at apologizing. No, not at all. (laughs) I know I'm married to one. (laughs) Everyone knows my favorite words are you were right. (laughs) Like that's, that's all I want for my birthday. Everyone just tell me something I was right about. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like there's that part for you. There's the ego death for you. And then there's also them like letting themselves and being able to accept that apology and kind of have that reset. Cause it doesn't just take away everything that you said or did or whatever. It doesn't just immediately go away. And yeah. so that's like what a lot of this year has been about for us. is like both letting ourselves reset and knowing it's not gonna be perfect. Cause I've rolled my eyes at him this year <laughs> and I'll roll my eyes at him many more times, but <laughs> the dynamic is changing and has changed, but of course there's still going to be moments, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I find that the growth is not that when the moments doesn't happen is when the moments happen, but you just go, you reset so much faster. Yes. You know, you just walk away and you say, I'm sorry. I was such a B to you just now. I apologize. Let's just move on. <laughs> you know? yes. So it's not that the expectation that's not going to happen again. It's that 50-50. That's not reality, right? We don't live in that world. It's that when it does happen, you're going to catch yourself and you're going to reset so much faster when it does. Yeah. And I think you realize like the relationships and this 50-50 thing, it's, it's not necessarily, it's to me, it, it seems like what I've realized, it's so much less about who's doing more, like let's make sure I'm doing these 25 things and you do these 25 things. And it's so much more about that appreciation and the communication and the giving each other what they need, which some months you might need more and he might need more. And you know what I mean? And being able to like support each other in that way, like as needed, it's just like more so what it's about. And um, many years ago, I had a life in that situation that really gave me some perspective. My kids were little, they were three or four at a time. So now my default is if this was his last day, how would I treat him? Oh, mm-hmm. 
right? Like if this was my last day, if this was his last day, how would I treat him? Because there are days when he's walking in the door and all I want to do is to tell him to just go back where he came from because I'm in the middle of dinner. I'm in the middle of bedtime. He has no business stepping to my kingdom. (laughs) 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 Right? Like I don't need this energy over here. It's just one more thing on my plate. Um, And then I just take a step back and I say, how can I make him feel like he's treasured as he's walking through the door? And sometimes just looking him in the eyes and say, I'm so glad you're home. Yeah. Right. And other times is asking for help. Other times is giving him a kiss and just showing that appreciation because we can all say, oh, it's all about external validation. You have to validate yourself. Well, no, as human beings, we want to belong, right? And if your home is not your oasis, then where are you going to find that? Mm. Yeah. And when you're running this home together, you have to give that to each other. So good. So important. Because what's the point of building an empire and then losing each other? Yeah. I kind of want to back up to a topic that I think is going to be really helpful for anyone who's like newer in a relationship, or maybe they're just starting, they're like deep into personal development, like for the first time. Cause I think, you know, you mentioned this with your husband of like, you know, you're all the way into personal development. He's got like one toe in. Right. And I, years ago when I was just starting my business and I was all in money mindset and personal development and he was like, you're, this is crazy. Like these people are nuts. Like literally he was so not into it. Now he's probably like your husband, like one toe in, like, I get it. I see what it's done, but like, I'm not reading the book or I'm not listening to those podcasts or whatever. (laughs) But I think that like, there's this, there's this fear that unless you're both in the same world and the same amount of personal development, that you're going to outgrow him or like, it's not going to work out. Like, I don't, did you ever feel that? What's your opinion on that from now being on the other side, like you guys have been together so long and you're like, you know, that just is the dynamic. Um, and I also want to say that unfortunately in our industry, I have been shamed for not making my husband yeah, self-development. I've been shamed for um, not being this power couple because my husband doesn't even have a Facebook account. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with social media. <laughs> Power couple though. I'm so glad you used that word. Cause that's, that's what really needed to be said. 100%. I, I'm having that conversation all the time. It's like that, if that's what someone wants, that's amazing, but you can have an amazing relationship and not be a stereotypical power couple. And I say it that way. Cause like one day for me, I decided like, actually we are a power couple. Look what mm-hmm. we're doing. Look what we've created. Like it's not power couple as in we both own these empires and it looks exactly like this, but I like how it looks. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And even if the dads are home with the kids and he's, you know, holding down the floor and making sure that everything runs so the woman can have, there's still a power couple. That yeah. is the dynamic of it. But I was really ashamed that my husband wanted nothing to do with it. And I, unfortunately, there is this almost like, well, if he doesn't grow with you, just leave him behind. Yeah. You know, and there were times where I was really thinking about how toxic the message is. Mm-hmm. 
because he was there for me when I was in my life in that situation. He was there for me when I was building my business. He was there for me when I was up at 2 a.m. trying to figure out how to make a website because I had no money to pay anyone else, you know? And even when he didn't agree, he still supported me through it. Mm -hmm. And so the way that, like you, I we are a power couple, right? Because we're not both of our faces are online and we're not visible together doesn't mean that we're not powerful. We're powerful the way that it is because the most powerful thing that we can do together is raise beautiful children and beautiful family. And that is the most amazing thing, right? Because I want to grow old with him. I want to have margaritas at 10 a.m. and look at our children, look at our grandchildren, you know? Um, So I had to let go of this should. My husband shouldn't anything. He is who he is. And instead of criticizing him because the only absolute true, and I learned this from Tracy Litt, is that no one's getting out alive. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. So instead of criticizing everything that he's not, I started really admiring everything that he is and respecting everything that he is. Like, we don't have to call anyone for anything. My husband can fix anything, anytime. You know, it's, he's super handy. He's super awesome. Um, so I started really seeing him for who he is because... Um, let's take this scenario to soccer. I'm not into soccer. He's a soccer fanatic. So because I'm not into soccer, doesn't mean that we can't stay together. Right. But that's the same message when it comes to personal development. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's not into it now, not to say, because as I grow, he will grow eventually in his own timeline. As I change, what I really had to do is stop criticizing, stop with the expectation and start with admiration and really looking for who he is instead of who he isn't. Yeah. And that was yeah. hard. <laughs> it's, it's a lot will change when you do that. Right. Cause I do like, I'm, I think, you know, last year we had this like thing that we had to really move through this huge dynamic change. And the only other time we really had that was in the very beginning of my business when I was like, oh crap, like I'm not in this like power couple relationship, you know? And like really trying, like literally in my mind, I was like, is this the right person for me? Cause we weren't even engaged yet. Right. So I feel like that was okay. (laughs) That's something you think about when you're just dating someone. I'm like, is this the right relationship? Can this work? Like, is he ever going to get on board thinking like maybe one day we'll be going to Tony Robbins together, like reading the same books. (laughs) Maybe, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just noticed like it was the appreciation for all these amazing things he does bring to the table went out the window because I was so hyper-focused on like these couple of things that he doesn't bring to the table that sure they're great, but like, there's so many other things. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. So I think when you switch the appreciation, you're going to see like either a, oh, that was silly. I'm so in love with this person. It's absolutely perfect how it is. Or sure. I mean, especially if it's really early on, you'd be like, oh yeah, actually no. <laughs> no, and I had that thoughts, even though I was years into my marriage, yeah. I was like, is this the right person? Because what's being sold to us, it's yeah. something very different, right? Like very, very different that they should be in personal development. They should be doing this. So I had to really stop talking about it in my household and start walking to talk. Because when yeah. he saw the changing me, he eventually changed himself. Yeah. 
you're helping him just skip. He doesn't even need to read the books. Exactly. I'm like the fast track. <laughs> I'm the no, dummy guide. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's kind of true though. Cause it's the same thing. Like there are things I can think about like six, seven years ago would have never come out of, came out of Frankie's mouth, especially about money and things like that. Whereas sometimes now we have moments where he's the one with the better money mindset. And I'm like, what happened? But it really <laughs> was like, not to take all the credit, but like, it was because of me doing it and like living it versus preaching it. Cause also when I was like more so like trying to push it on him and really being just weird about it. I wasn't even living it yet. It's the funny thing looking back now. It's like, I was not walking my talk at all then. Like who was I to be like demanding of anyone else to be? Cause I wasn't even doing it yet. I was so concerned about other people coming with me than doing it myself. I feel like Frankie and my husband are probably like the same person. <laughs> Because my husband's like, well, I want you to drive this fancy brand name car. And I'm like, me? Yeah. Nice car? Why? <laughs> well, because you can. I'm like, yeah, oh. he'll always be like, well, you're going to make the money. Like, you're going <laughs> to yeah. like, when I'm having a moment where I'm like, everything's broken, like, I'm not going to make any more money. He's like, you always make more money. You always <laughs> figure it out. Like, or anytime I'm trying to now decide to buy something that is a stretch, he's like, it's he'll he'll literally say now like oh it's gonna help you make more money and I'm yeah. like who are you? <laughs> <laughs> my husband does the same thing as far as like investing in personal development and you know like hiring a coach it's like oh you know it's gonna help you just go just do it why are you thinking yeah. about it why are we still having this conversation just go do it right now <laughs> yeah but he's probably not gonna hire a coach right <laughs> never <laughs> we have hired marriage coaches so I do have oh, to yeah? say so we have hired marriage coaches twice now and it that he has been all in that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has really helped us navigate through some rough patches and figure out like, okay, what do we really want for, you know, our home? And for him to see me as a light keeper because we had to, the flame keeper, right, for the house. So Because mm-hmm. he saw me as this amazing woman, great mother, but he didn't really see how I was keeping that flame alive for all of us. And he didn't see the invisible list that I had to carry with me all the time. So it was really, really great for him to appreciate it, the invisible list and all the things that get done, you know, and vice versa. Yeah, I think that's a great point too. Cause I think like what we're not trying to say is like, sometimes it feels like this with this like feminine, masculine, how relationships are supposed to look like, it's not saying like, well, we just need to step up and give them all the appreciation. And it's like, no, it goes both ways, but some, I have to always check myself when I'm feeling like he's not appreciating me enough or supporting me enough or whatever. I'm like, okay, but am I like, let's check my side of the street before I'm again. Cause when I look back to that period with the personal development thing, I'm like, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a complete fraud basically. So now I'm like, let me check my side of the street. Am I giving him that? And then it usually just mirrors mostly, but there's also totally been times where there's had to be like real conversation around it and asking for what I need and that sort of thing too. Because again, we go so long just for me, right? Like I have life. So truthfully, I'm the only financially independent woman in my family. Yeah. You know, so there is no mirror and all of these other women, they carry everything on their shoulders mm-hmm. and um, I just carry, carry, carry until I explode. Mm-hmm. So I had to really check with myself, like, how am I not asking where, and again, it goes back to like, 
when am I rolling my eyes and where do I need to show up for myself? But just a side note of the thing that you're saying as far as you're a fraud, I feel like anytime we're going to that's because we sat, we're selling, we're trying to sell ourselves a should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we create this marketing, right? Yeah. In our lives for ourselves, because we want to prove that that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Such a good conversation. I feel like we could just go on and on and on. We probably need to have some of our own conversations because it's fun too. When you talk to someone where it's like, yeah, it is a little bit of a different dynamic, but so much of this stuff, I think all of us actually have going on and, or at least a lot of us and have in common that just aren't normal everyday conversations. And especially as a successful woman, entrepreneurs, like this just not talked about a lot in this way. So Thank you for having this conversation, being so real. I mean, it's so good. I'm so excited to put this out into the world. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on and for both of us just really sharing what goes on behind the scenes. Yes. Tell everyone, we'll link where they can find you, but let everyone know the best places to find you in case they're just loving your your realness. She keeps it real online too. And like I said, you have a lot more to offer as well in business and your, your offerings and your business are just so great. So everyone should just go stalk you (laughs) is my advice. (laughs) I appreciate it so much. So I'm on Instagram at Rebecca with one C, Rebecca Lima, L-I-M-A dot coach. And you can find me inside my Facebook group, which is the half-assed hustler hangout. So come find me. (laughs) I love that name. I love all of your names. Like literally, I'm like, you're so good at naming things. Well, I can't take, I'm a Virgo. Those names are not mine. You're probably a client who mentioned to me somewhere. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yes, I am the half-ass hustler. (laughs) Those are the best names though when your client gives them to you. Anyway, you guys, (laughs) see, we could just keep going. We'll we'll have 10 more topics to talk about. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this. Thank you. Yes, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.